Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, November 26, 2019, and I'm your host, Ariel Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Well, we'd like to let you know that starting in January, we'll be going to an every other Tuesday format, bringing you great guests and essential knowledge for star seeds to better serve the planet. And this will also give us more time to focus on our clients. With 430 episodes in our radio archive so far, there is plenty of great star seed information just waiting for you. And from our family to yours, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And remember, it's about taking time to acknowledge all the blessings in your life with deep gratitude. Well, we are happy to have Molly McCord back with us tonight. Molly is a best-selling indie author of 10 books, a business coach, an intuitive astrologer, a radio show host, and modern consciousness teacher. Often referred to as a consciousness catalyst, Molly's popular website, which is Conscious Cool Chic or Chick, I don't know, it's C-H-I-C, I'll have to get Molly to tell me about that, Conscious Cool Chick, C-H-I-C dot com. That was nominated by Intent.com for Best Spirituality Website in 2011. She's a practicing intuitive astrologer who has connected with clients in over 30 countries and hosts a popular weekly radio show that has reached hundreds of thousands of listeners in the past seven years. And Molly has been studying spiritual topics and concepts for over 25 years and shares her knowledge primarily through her books, online courses, weekly podcasts, and YouTube channel teachings. Molly is being called forward on her path now to support more awake and conscious healers, artists, authors, and entrepreneurs to share their work in the world. Her business training website is Molly McCord Online, uh, well, Molly McCord dot online, where she offers free videos, guidance, and tips for building your online business in a solid and practical manner. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News bringing topics of interest to star seeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Kathy for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who um, may call in, although Molly is not taking questions tonight. We have an online starseed community at starseedhotline.ning, starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other starseeds thanks to Tammy's helpful dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, please, all you have to do is click follow on our page here, and you'll get our weekly show notices if you enable those. Our main website is starseedhotline.com. The Stage 1 Starseed Confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. And if you have a birthday coming up, you don't want to miss out on your 10 hours of power, you can find out when it happens by requesting your solar return timing. And that only takes a few days. 
But if you want the stage two interpretation of your solar return chart, you need to order it at least six months ahead of your birthday to make sure you get it in before your 10 hours because that's always ideal. So first up tonight, I would like to introduce Anastasia with her ever-wonderful, fascinating starseed news. Come on, button. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to push the button for you, Anastasia. It's not working. Oh, there it is. There we go. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, and I've missed all of you. It's been lonely without you, so I'm glad you're back. And it's good to be with the Starseed listeners tonight. We have lots of news, you know, take a couple of weeks off, and then we get behind. So I'm leaving out a lot. There's just more news, and there's time to tell it, but here we go. Santa Barbara, California is having another fire. Uh, They're calling it the Cave Fire. Uh, Firefighters are struggling with a wind-driven brush fire that has forced thousands from their homes in Santa Barbara County. Today, they were hoping for a bout of rain that would uh, give reprieve from this fire because a cold front is moving across the state. They hoped that the rain would come in by uh, this evening and contain this. It's burning uh, 4,200 acres. The steep, rocky terrain and critically dry grass and brush have so far stymied firefighters' efforts. They've had at least 10 fire engines that they've rallied to protect specific neighborhoods, along with helicopters, so that they can uh, perform nighttime water drops. Engine teams have been embedded into the neighborhoods to defend homes in the fire's path. Bulldozers and hand crews are working throughout the night digging into the dirt to create containment lines around the perimeter of the blaze. Uh, in, in this case, I have lived in both of these neighborhoods affected, and the fires are descending into my old neighborhoods. I tell you, there's just so many, so many fires uh, for those people there. It's really tough now. It's becoming just common event. They're suffering so. Well, we've had so much really uh, violent weather across the planet in the last couple of weeks, so much snow and so much flooding and so much crop loss. Um, we have right now, uh, this week, three major winter storms that are going to batter most of the country with ice, snow, and very cold temperatures. And just in time for Thanksgiving, it has been projected that 55 million Americans will be traveling this week. And so this weather comes at a very bad time, as it often does at Thanksgiving time. But we've already seen a series of blizzards already across the nation in recent weeks, and hundreds of record cold temperatures have already been shattered. And we're still about a month away from the official start of winter. Now, scientists tell us that solar activity becomes very quiet during a solar minimum, and when solar activity becomes very quiet, we tend to have very cold winters. And certainly the news is bearing that out across the planet. They have had still more huge November snowfalls in the Alps. Uh, Recently, they got up to five feet in 72 hours. I mean, snow everywhere. And aside from snow, as I've mentioned before, lots of flooding. There have been storms in France, Greece, and Italy that have left behind widespread destruction recently in the last number of days. People in Europe have lost their lives as the weekend of heavy rain has brought these landslides, these floods, collapsed overpasses and roads. Even in Greece, the media described the storms as leaving a trail of destruction that is in biblical proportions in certain areas of the country of Greece. And the photographs are horrendous. And in the strange animal behavior department, holy cow, a couple of things. 
You know, any of you that have grown up on a farm uh, would know that hogs can be dangerous. Hogs are uh, can be very dangerous, actually, especially to small children, and hogs have been known to attack. But this is an odd story. It's just odd. It's about feral hogs, wild hogs. They have killed a woman in, in the front yard of a house in Chambers County, Texas. Now I'm talking about wild hogs. That's right. Authorities have confirmed that an attack by wild hogs caused the death of a woman in the front yard of a suburban home on Sunday, day before yesterday. Neighbors have been reporting that they've complained recently about wild hogs in the area. And deadly hog attacks are extremely rare. I mean, unheard of. A quick online search shows only four reported in United States history before this event two days ago. How odd. And here's another one. Wild animal strange, wild animal behavior. You know, deer are sweet, aren't they? Deer are tender, gentle little things, and they often run from people. But in Nebraska, Nebraska wildlife officials are reporting that a woman was attacked and severely injured by a deer in south-central Nebraska this week. The Nebraska Game and Parks Commission says in a news news release that it just put out on Friday that the woman was doing chores alone outside in her yard when she was attacked. They had to take her to a hospital. Now, those are very odd stories, kind of like the general weirdness that we see across the planet is indeed affecting the animal kingdom. There are many stories like this that I don't bother to report on, but these two were so very, very odd. Uh, Wow. Well, we've had some earthquake activity. We had a shallow 6.4 quake that happened in Albania. That was a bad one. It was a powerful quake. It forced people to run into the streets. And this quake was felt across the southern Balkans, followed by several uh, aftershocks, with many of them above magnitude 5. Now, in nearby Bosnia, they had another quake with a preliminary magnitude of 5.4. It struck in Sarajevo, caused damage. Now, this quake in Albania knocked down apartment buildings and hotels while people were sleeping, and rescue crews had to work into the night to free people that were trapped. Now, neighboring countries and European Union nations have sent search and and rescue crews to help these people. I mean, it left a lot of damage in the Balkan states. And in eastern Indonesia, this weekend we had a 6.1 quake. There was no tsunami alert for that one. And in the Aleutian Islands up in Alaska, they had an earthquake that uh, was 6.3. According to the Alaska Earthquake Center, this happened on Saturday. And about those floods, the Republic of Congo declares a state of natural disaster as severe flooding has displaced 50,000 people. This follows weeks of heavy rains in these territories. It's destroyed homes and infrastructure. It's caused a loss of plantations, livestock, and food reserves, and has led to a resurgence of waterborne diseases. These people are suffering. In fact, their food reserves have been wiped out, and many of these people are starving because of flooding. 50,000 people without homes, without places to be, without crops, without wild, without livestock, and no food. Well, let's move to a, a lighter story, shall we? This is amazing, guys. I wish you could put up this picture for you to see. You can Google this and try to catch a, a picture of it on the net. 
scientists have uncovered something very, very interesting. It's 18,000 years old, and they found it in the permafrost up in Siberia. It is the remains of an ancient puppy. And I'm telling you, the photograph is stunning. It's, it looks like one of our dogs today. It's touching. It's fuzzy. It's got its eyelashes and its whiskers. Well, back to the story. Researchers who uncovered this dog back in, in 2018 are still scratching their heads because the DNA testing that they did hasn't helped them, according to the Siberian Times. The Siberian Times reported that, yes, the puppy was discovered in 2018, but all of its body is intact, like I say, including whiskers and eyelashes, which you can see in this photograph. But while they were able to establish that this puppy lived about 18,000 years ago and that it was about two months old when it died, the initial genome sequencing performed by the Swedish Center for Paleogenetics failed to define whether the creature was a wolf or a dog. Wow, they can't figure it out. The center uh, has the Europe's largest DNA bank of all canines from around the globe. Yet in this case, they couldn't identify it from the first try. Researchers are theorizing that the puppy might be a dog or maybe the, a wolf puppy or possibly the so-called wolf dog early dog, which is the transitional stage from a wolf to a dog. Now, the researchers named the puppy Dogor, which means friend in Yakut. Ah, amazing. It's perfectly preserved. It's 18,000 years old. Wow. Wow. What happened, you know, that many thousands of years ago that animals were flash-frozen in a perfect condition? And, uh, wow. And also... They have discovered two lion cub mummies in Egypt for the very first time. Two mummified lions dating back to 2,600 years uh, have been discovered in a tomb full of cat statues and cat mummies uh, in Saqqara. I hope I said that right. This is according to the Egyptian Ministry of Antiquities, and they announced that last week at a press conference. The uh, General Secretary of Egypt's Supreme Council of Antiquities, that sounds nice, doesn't it? He said, this is the first time that a complete mummy of a lion or a lion cub has been found in Egypt. Now, analysis is ongoing, but it appears the lions are fairly small, about three feet in length, suggesting that maybe they weren't fully grown when they died. And three other mummies that were found belong to very large cats, they can't exactly determine the species. They think that these other mummies belong maybe to leopards, cheetahs, or other great cat species. They also found about 20 mummies of smaller cats, and there were about 100 statues and statuettes that were found in the burial site which depict cats. Isn't that something? Mummified hmm. cats for the first time. Well, there has been a lot of fireball activity that I want to report about. Uh, in Peru, Illinois, anybody live in that vicinity? Do you know anything about it? Uh, they had a window-shaking boom and very loud uh, percussion shook windows at uh, about 9 o'clock on Sunday night. Police haven't been able to pinpoint the cause. Lots of calls from people in the neighborhoods uh, were made to dispatch. They wonder if it was a fireball. 
Now, the American Meteor Society said they received 13 notifications Sunday about fireball sightings over Iowa and Illinois, but these calls were logged at different times of the day, not at 9 p.m. This was an explosion that was heard indoors, inside people's houses, shaking their windows, and this was heard across the Illinois River uh, and all around. So anybody heard that or experienced that, I'd like to know about it. Also, there was a mysterious fireball that uh, was went across the Oregon skies. Uh, wow, nobody knows what that is either. Uh, witnesses saw this fireball. They reported it to the authorities, and they began to make a frantic search because they thought maybe there had been a plane crash. Well, they didn't find anything. <clears throat> so what police had done was they went to the site of where they thought the crash might be. They sent helicopters to scan the area, thinking they might recover some wreckage. Now, mind you, this was such an enormously bright, fiery streak people saw descending into the woods that uh, they were. Na- <laughs> the police went to find a, a crashed plane, but they, the search turned up nothing. Now, in an update on Friday, the police said that they'd utilized all available tracking systems. No planes were lost, and short on answers, they've come to the conclusion that the fireball was a meteor. And in Sonoma, California, well, again, people all over Sonoma County looked up at about 7 o'clock last Thursday. They heard a series of booms rolling across the valley, but there was no glow in the sky. The stars were visible, and so they wondered, was it thunder or was it a meteor? Well, in social media groups, people started to talk about the Thursday night noises. Descriptions of these noises ranged from rumbles like thunder to like a limb fell on my house. And it didn't seem to be particularly localized either. It was strong throughout Sonoma Valley in Haroldsburg, 25 miles away. It was heard in Sebastopol, Santa Rosa, Cloverdale, Petaluma, Napa, and Marin. And that's not all. There's a lot more stories of booms and shaking in the sky. What could this be? Could it be meteors? Could it be something else? Nobody seems to know. Nobody can pinpoint the cause. If you've been witness to that or experienced that, I'd appreciate an email from you, Anastasia at StarseedHotline.com. All right, let's think about Thanksgiving and gratitude. I have a quote for you. Gratitude can transform common days into Thanksgivings, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. Ah, oh, how sweet it is. Yeah, Aren't we human like beings that. sort of funny sometimes? We have days to express love and days to give mom and dad thanks and days to celebrate this and that and days to practice being thankful. When things like love and gratitude, appreciation and recognition should be everyday parts of our everyday lives. And so it's good to be reminded. So let's make Thanksgiving an everyday proposition because we all, no matter what our circumstances are, have so much to be thankful for, and most particularly the gift of life itself and the opportunity each and every day to just experience the wonder of being alive and of sharing the love of our hearts and to learn new things and to create new things and to dream beautiful dreams. It is a wonderful thing to be alive, and I am thankful for many things, and I am thankful for each one of you who are starseed and who are 
working and striving to bring your light into this world. I'm thankful to you, Ariel, and to the rest of the Starseed crew, uh, to Lavendar. I love each and every one of you, and I thank you for this opportunity to be with, be with you during these Starseed programs. So from my heart to each one of you, much love. Have a beautiful week, everybody. And thanks again. <laughs> thanks so much, Anastasia, for the Starseed news. And, you know, we love you, too. And we all do have so much to be grateful for. And, you know, really take the time. I've actually been doing that even more so this week and remembering things that we all kind of take for granted. Um, right. And there are so many people that... Um, would wish that they could have our problems, you know, because really when you think about it, um, you know, if you can stand up and walk and you can go to the store and get food, that's a lot more than a lot of people in the world can say right now. So give extra extra thanks. Well, thank you so much. Okay, Anastasia. (laughs) Good night, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay, so let me uh, get the microphones open for Lavendar and for Molly. Okay, I don't know why it's taking so long. You'd think Mercury was retrograde, but it already went direct. All right, it's open now. Hey, Molly, welcome back. Hi, Ariel. Thank you so much for having me back. It's such a joy to connect with the Starseeds, so thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Oh, you are so welcome. We're always happy to talk with you. Lavendar, um, you ready I'm to here. go? I'm okay, here. take it away. All righty. So, Molly. I'm Hi. Hi, so ex- girl. I'm so excited to talk to you about so many different things. Um, I wanted to start out by asking you what you think is, is uh, the main thing that we can look at with Saturn-Pluto conjunct in Capricorn on January 12th. Do you have any insight for us about that particular aspect? Well, things are going to get real, aren't they? There's going to be some big energies changing, and I feel like a lot of starseeds are already in that vibration, are already picking up on the big astrology of 2020 and beyond. And I feel like there are more people ready to step into why they came to this planet, what their mission is, what their work is. And I feel like this energy is going to activate some really important energies for starseeds, perhaps to even be more out in the world, more visible, um, more serious about their work. You know, you look at the Capricorn energies um, where we have to be mature, responsible, in our integrity, ready to put in the time. And I feel like there could be some big activations for starseeds to, to say, yes, I'm ready to go further in what I'm here to do in this lifetime. So I tend to think of it as the star seeds are going to be ready um, for the big world changes. Uh, but can I ask you what you think is going to be happening with this really big lineup between Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn? Well, I I did look back to see when it happened the last time, 28 years ago. And yeah. 28 years ago, the Internet went online. Mm-hmm. So I got to thinking that something may be happening with the internet or maybe something's going to happen in the world that the internet tells us about or it's it's like the web's going to be activated big time some way somehow 
Yeah, that's kind of what yes. I've been tracking. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely, because there's something about how our world is moving forward. We're stepping into a new chapter, a next phase of what the physical world needs, of course, that being the Capricorn Earth sign energy, but then also how we each show up in the world. And I felt like throughout this year, especially uh, with Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn being retrograde, we've been given a chance to really look at where am I going? What am I creating in my life? What what has been changing within me? And people are leaving jobs, they're leaving careers, they're stepping away from things that they no longer resonate with. And I feel like there's going to be more here um, that takes people into things that we, we can't even fathom just yet. But there's a, a sense of I have to do this now. I have to move into what really matters to me in my life. And, you know, time is of the essence, as Capricorn reminds us, you know, tick tock. <laughs> you only have so much time in a day um, to take care of, of your life. And I, I just feel like there's going to be um, some big shifts in, in people's worlds that ultimately they are ready for well one of the things that i've been tracking recently is jupiter when you know when jupiter in august was at 15 um sag you know they call that the big great benefactor Uh, yeah so i've been watching how jupiter's been moving the energies and when it got to 25 26 and 27 where it's set well it's sitting at 27 i think right now of sagittarius the galactic center it seems to expand all of the star seeds um, signals on the planet. It's almost like everybody's light went on big time, and they're beeping stronger and bigger and more expansive than ever. It's, right. it's almost like there's a light show from upstairs. If you're if you're on a spaceship looking at Earth, it's like all these little lights are going on. <laughs> yes, That's I of- love that visual. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm looking at. And, you know, of course, you know, we've, we've got those Giza crystals planted all over the world. And I said earlier that I thought that there was probably going to be a some kind of crop circle from space where these Gizas are planted. You know, there's some kind of demonstration that's going to happen with them. But I'm wondering if this if this Jupiter, it, it, you know, at 26 Sag has really created um, not only a harmonic in, in bloodlines on people, but how about animals and the grid and other things? I'm, I'm not privy right now to all the things that 26 Sag activates on the planet, but I think that it, it probably has a strong frequency from, the, from, from Galactic Center. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. I feel like we're getting these blasts and these downloads of that cosmic consciousness, of that sense of uh, the... It's like I see it as the truth of who you are, like the truth of the essence of you can no longer be hidden. And I think starseeds are feeling that, where you can't hold back who you are or what you need to do or what you are called to do, uh, what you are inspired to do, uh, all these Sagittarius energies that want us to go higher, bigger, more. I feel like this is a really pivotal time for starseeds to be aware of what is calling them, you know, what has their name on it, because that's helping them prepare for 2020. And anytime Jupiter meets up with the galactic center, that's a big deal since it only happens once every 12 years. So it's yeah. quite an interesting time. Well, especially, it's almost like it's getting us ready for this Saturn Pluto. Mm-hmm. It's like it's leading yeah. up to 
it's leading up to something big in January. Now, mm-hmm. consider this. We have those Teton meetings inside the mountain, you know, in Wyoming from January 1 through 7, where a lot of beings come inside the mountain and uh, um, bring a lot of star seeds, you know, out of body inside the mountain to have these meetings. And so I'm wondering, after after the meetings end on the 7th, are they getting us ready for the 12th? A question. Yes, yes. And I was looking at how Jupiter will be in Capricorn going across the south node, and Mercury will be following that too. So there are things happening with that south node point of release, completions, uh, karmic contracts over that are meant to also prepare us for the middle of January. And that, of course, coincides with the Teton meetings and what the planet is ready for next. I mean, it feels like there is this graduation elevation energy um, that January is meant to set up for us and that we're we're ready to step into it, um, and it could be difficult. I mean, with Pluto, the great destroyer, <laughs> the great destruction, you know, there's a renovation going on here. Um, but I feel like the starseed energy is so ready for this, and I feel really excited about that. So I know that the Saturn-Pluto conjunction is a really big deal, but I feel this undercurrent of kind of a happy, I don't know if happy is the right word, but it's like that sense of, okay, but we're ready to do what we need to do next um, to support humanity and to support the planet. It's almost like we're saying, okay, we know we know that a big bomb is coming, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But there's a there's a next chapter after that that big bomb, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering if if this Saturn Pluto, if it hits all twelve houses, like, well, I know that we're looking at you know politics. That'll probably be part of it. But will it also hit? hit our finances and will it hit our religious i mean how far will this saturn pluto go into our charts what do you think the main uh, emphasis be do you think it'll be on on big corporations or 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 uh big plays on the planet that have to do with finances or do you think it might simply just be a scrubbing of the bloodline somewhere um i think that it's going to touch on you know all areas of our world but I think it's going to be, of course, you know, personal to where the energies show up in each natal chart. I feel like there's going to be a clearing of energies at a very deep level that we haven't seen because not only is this conjunction happening in January, but it's happening during a full moon lunar eclipse um in cancer. So that right there is another big emotional burst of energy. Like we have all these synchronicities of energies happening in January that are, you know, clearing out some stories, clearing out what we thought was, you know, the real world or what we thought was essential, and it's helping us look at what are our priorities, what are our commitments, what is my responsibility, what am I going to build next? And I feel like we're really going to see, I mean, I, I feel these energies echoing Atlantis in a lot of ways, and I feel like... Yeah, I do too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was fixing to mention that too. I, I feel Atlantis so strong 
In fact, a lot of people that I've talked to in the last two or three months, it's almost like Atlantis is becoming a theme somehow. Yeah. It's like we're either going to read books about it, see movies about it, uh, uh, people are going to start talking about it. It's going to be a, a, a main subject somehow, some way. Yes. And I know it's called Never Again Atlantis, but it goes deeper than that for some reason. Yeah, there's a big shifting of energies, a huge turnover of the Atlantis stories, perhaps the Atlantis bloodlines, perhaps the Atlantis um, soul wounds and imprints that we've held for lifetimes. And now we are here with a new level of consciousness and a new level of power. And I feel like there's going to be some new potentials that are available now that were not available previously or in the original uh, incarnation of Atlantis. I'm, I'm just feeling like that's like the, the deeper storyline is about um, where Atlantis went wrong, but how we're able to make some choices, new choices and corrections now. You know, that eclipse that we had, what, two years ago on August 21st at, at 2829 of Leo, yeah. uh, the, the marking of the royal bloodlines on the planet, I've really been tracking a lot of things that, that started then, and I knew that it had a two-and-a-half-year window, and we've got, pro what, two or three more months be before it ends, and it looks like it ends maybe in February. So it makes me wonder if that eclipse and this Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn has something to do with each other. Oh, that's a great correlation to make and a good story to watch because of the the changes that are perhaps necessary for humanity but that we're also ready for. So I feel like there's a lot going on in 2020 that will have us rocking and rolling and um, needing to stay grounded and clear and remember who we are, remember our energy, remember our practices. Um, but I think that we are moving through such a big time. And also, Lavendar, there's also the um, United States' Pluto return happening over the next few years or so. Um, so, so, so Pluto returns to the natal chart in the United States. Making it so more which personal. chart do you use? Like if, if we wanted to see what this Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn is doing to our our nation's chart, which chart do you, do you use the Constitution or do you use the Declaration of Independence? Which chart do you use to look at for that? I use the chart that has uh, the Sagittarius rising, and I think that's the one that might be based in um, Philadelphia. Okay. Oh, I'm not remembering offhand. Which one do you use? The, the Sagittarius Rising, I like. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's in Philadelphia. Yeah, that one is based in Philadelphia. And it shows the United States with a Pluto at 27 degrees of Capricorn in the second house of finances and money. And so... The last time, just for listeners, the last time there was um, Pluto in this in this location, it was the American Revolution. So we're essentially gearing up for the next version of the American Revolution 
And that will be in a, in a few years, but I believe these things happen in phases and waves, and we're certainly entering um, this, this next chapter in the United States of really restructuring the political system, the government, big business, Wall Street, all of that. Everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything gets a, a it's, it's a makeover everywhere that you look. I was also thinking about, you know, 2012 was such a big time for all of us, but it's yeah. been seven years now. And I feel like there's a completion that's happened with that twelve, that 2012 activation. It's like we're going into another upgrade of some kind. Uh, those of us that have been, you know, really spending our energy really high with the starseed work for the last seven years, yes. it's going to take us to a new place. I'm not sure where it's taken us, but I feel like it's it's much different than the one that we've been on. Yes, I agree, and I know it's been a lot of intense work for many people, a lot of life changes and things that you thought would stick ended and things that you thought would stay forever went away. It was kind of like hard to find that stability, um, but hopefully it also left you with a new understanding of yourself and your capabilities and the ability to keep going because um, these energies are quite big and, you know, I don't like to be uh, fearful or, or have people think that it's going to be awful. I feel like a lot of starseeds are being called forward in a, the most powerful time in their life and that that 2012 energy was an activation. It's like we were pushed through a, a gate you know, where you had to accept the challenge. You had to accept uh, who you really are, knowing that uh, there will be good things that pay off. Um, but it certainly has been a big, a big decade, a big time. So uh, I noticed that, that on your website you've got so many – wonderful things to look at and that you've got some um some business courses uh i was looking earlier um at some of the things that you were saying about getting people to write books and getting people to do uh webinars give us a little uh, a little rundown and how how and why yeah. you think a, a formula works good for you this way well i think that there is a need now for more people like it's like the hundreds educate and support the thousands who then support the millions. So, you know, there's this ripple effect. And so I do everything online because it reaches people who are ready, who want the information, who have time, you know, who are committed. And I like to support people in developing their business in a very practical way, um, you know, very aware of their finances, of what they need to take care of, of their taxes, all that. And then to do it online, you know, you reach people that you wouldn't come across in person, obviously, and you're supporting those ripple effects. You're supporting more people um, doing their mission work and following through with what they're here to do. So I found that there are many starseeds and very conscious people who just want to get started, who just who maybe are figuring things out as they go, and they're like, how do I put this together? Well, the wonderful thing is you can put it together in a way that works for you based on your time, your budget, whatever you have. So that's what I, I really enjoy helping people with. Um, in addition to the astrology and other things that I offer and share, you know, there's a, there's a need for more people to get out there right now, and I think that it's a really exciting time to do that. I'd like to read something off of your website if I could. It says, when I published my first nonfiction book, I thought it was easy to launch, sell, and make money from something I had spent years writing. Nope. When I created my first online course, I believed people would flock to it simply because the content was beneficial and valuable. Heavy sigh. 
When I began selling my expertise through one-on-one sessions, I thought my business would take off. Wrong. It slowly improved, but time is a limited resource, and I needed more hours in a day to increase my income. Frustrated and exhausted, I thought this path was a downward spiral. But once I coupled my natural strengths with a longer-term perspective and more realistic expectations, my bigger professional dreams started to take off as I learned what more people really wanted. So when I read that, I went, you know, that's, that is so helpful for you to show them what you've done already and then where you are now. And they can just take one look at this website and go, wow, she's got it going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. It has been a long, windy road, and I think that's pretty normal for a lot of um, people who are, you know, following their own path, and there is no prescription, there is no formula. You're following your own energy as you go, and that's really the way to success, but it does it does take time. So I like to be realistic because I know people – um, we'll try to sell you anything and tell you you'll you'll make all this money in a month or you'll get these results in two weeks. And I, I haven't found that to be true, but I have found that as you keep showing up, you keep doing what you know is true, you keep, you know, you're consistent and you're an expert in what you're offering, that it does pay off. I mean, people sense authenticity right away, and I find that more and more people are truly authentic, you know, in what they're here to offer and share. So I guess I wanted to share my authentic story, um, you know, just to be honest, that it takes time and effort, but it's also time, you know, and especially when your work benefits the planet. So um, it's it's a great time to be online and and to be launching your business in that manner. Yes, I think so too. So give us some more insight to what you think is happening with the eclipses and how they've set us up for these big changes. Well, it's showing us what we have to let go of. And I feel like there's something that we all, you know, we're we're attached to, we want, we have identified our life with. And I feel like the bigger energies, the, the cosmic galactic energies, are reminding us that we can continually create new expressions of our life, to not be afraid of change, to not be afraid of where you're being called forward or to start something new. Um, The eclipses have been in the Cancer Capricorn energies uh, lately, so we're balancing what's in our hearts, what's in our homes, what we need, how we feel safe in the world with what we do in the world, our profession, our public standing, how we show up, uh, how we go to work. And I think that we're getting new alignments around both of those areas of life. Um, And for some people that means moving unexpectedly, as in you're called, your energy is needed on another place on the planet. Um, Or you realize you're, you're done with a job and you're ready for that next thing that you know, expands your heart and excites you. So I think we're being reworked with these eclipses and that that's showing us what our values are now because this energy also of Uranus in Taurus is quite dynamic Um, and how Uranus being the awakening energy, the shocks, the unexpected earthquakes, you know, what we have to let go of, uh, the cosmic intelligence, so to speak, working with the very grounded, practical Taurus energy. So we are being really shaken up. You might feel like you're inside a snow globe, and you're seeing what you no longer want, what you no longer need, what's too much, and it's 
it's helping us, I think, reprioritize our life and reprioritize uh, where we want to go. So it's definitely big energies. What have you observed with the Uranus in Taurus energies? Well, my, my moon is at four Scorpio. <laughs> so Uranus oh, yes. is it's opposite my moon right now. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's uh, personally really um, expanding after that Jupiter, you know, hit, hit all my Sag planets and with Uranus opposition my moon, I'm really uh, traveling in some very high strangeness places. Let's just put it yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Rocking and rolling. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to mention, um, I, I had not seen it before. I just now noticed it on your website. You wrote a book called the art of trapeze, one woman's journey of soaring, surrendering and awakening. Tell us a little bit about that book and how that came about for you. Sure. Um, Well, that was a book that was based on when I took a huge leap of faith and moved to Paris uh, for graduate school. It was just that thing I had to do. I didn't know how it would happen or how it would come together. I just knew I had to get there. And then it describes, um, you know, what unfolds and how I built up a life that I, I loved and met and fell in love with someone and just had a lot happened that was really rewarding and exciting and then it all kind of had to come to an end so to speak and it was a very tumultuous time in my life Um, astrologically I saw it coming because that's when Pluto was in Sagittarius going across my ascendant so I knew that big life changes were unfolding And it's a book about how we maintain faith in ourselves, how we surrender to one attachment to allow something bigger and something else to come in. Um, It's a story of the inner spiritual journey uh, that we go upon where we are trusting what we can't see, (laughs) where we have to uh, just keep, you know, taking it one step at a time. Uh, But ultimately it's, a story of awakening, awakening to higher energies, a higher spiritual path, and awakening to more of who you are. So that was a really uh, rewarding book to write. Um, It was something that I was, you know, afraid to put out at first, um, simply because that's typical for many authors. You're like, oh my goodness, this is actually going to go out into the world. Um, But I feel like it has some universal themes that support people in following their dreams and in following uh, what they need to do while they're here on the planet. So um, that was a really great book and to share with people, and I'm, I'm glad I could put it out there. So thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. So it, was this your first book? And, it, 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 and you have a series of, of these books, right, right after that one? Right, yes, that was the very first book. So, of course, it was like, oh, my goodness, the first one to put out there. And then um, – I released The Modern Heroine's Journey of Consciousness, which is about the inner spiritual process. And so many people are familiar with Joseph Campbell's description of the hero's journey. And what I offer is an understanding of the heroine's journey, which is an internal, private, spiritual experience. And so it's understanding more about what that's about, how you move through different phases, including the dark night of the soul, uh, what you're meant to surrender and detach from, and then what you arrive at as you move through to higher places of consciousness in yourself. 
So um, that was a book that's kind of more, it's a, it's a guidebook, but that one has also been very applicable for people um, who are on an awakening path and looking to understand the phases that typically come up. Do you still do webinars now? Yeah, yeah, I do. I love them. Um, I connect with people all over the world, and it helps people wherever they're located on the planet to understand the energies, to understand what they're about, what they're learning, what their astrology chart is showing to, showing them. So, yeah, I find that anything online is wonderful these days, um, and it is you know, one of the gifts of, of Uranus is that it, it takes us further into technology um, and to reach more people. Yes. So um, is there something you'd like to share with us in the way of have you had missing time or have you had an ET experience or something that you could um, share with us that, that speaks of high strangeness? Oh, yes, high strangeness. I love these stories. And I find that they, of course, happen in a way that I understand them or notice them in, in retrospect. Um, but I've just been seeing some what I would call new shapes and new um, they look like kind of like light energies in the sky Um, everything that I'm noticing is basically up in the sky and I'll see it maybe close to earth or I'll look at the sky and it has some different colors or it's been energetically it looks different and I of course it's hard to describe it but it's almost like there's things happening in the atmosphere that are very new and feel very different. So I feel like I'm always observing what's, what's going on in the skies. Um, I also, where I live, I hear a lot of ships and planes that I don't always see. And I remember I, I woke up one morning and I, you know, I said to my husband, did you hear that storm last night? There was all these things flying and there was like the wind and the thunder and he's like there was there was no storm last night but that's what I heard all night long I was hearing these powerful winds and something that could have sounded like uh, an intense um, airplane flying above but he didn't hear it and no one else heard it so there's something in this in the sky that I am a receptacle to and and feeling that a lot right now. So maybe you have stepped into another timeline. Yeah. Yeah, very well could have been. I mean, these were loud sounds and I'm and maybe it's just me, maybe it's, you know, but there was things happening um that I I truly believe, you know, and I don't need anybody else to validate it because I think this is true for a lot of us. Like you just know what your experience is. You know the sensations, what you were feeling, what you saw, et cetera, and and that's enough validation. Um, But it always gets me curious, and and I just stay open to whatever that could be, and maybe it will be clear later on. But um, there's definitely a lot happening above us and, and out in out in the cosmos right now. Yeah, and I feel like inner earth is about to present us something too. I I just think that, you know, we look we look to the skies, but sometimes we forget about the ones that are monitoring us from inner earth. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. I think it's from both places, yeah. I also feel that's... like that a lot of my clients that I'm talking to recently have been expressing a concern about timelines. 
they'll wake up one day and they'll see things, and then the next day those things won't be there. So they think they're in a different timeline. Are you hearing anything like this from your clients? Yep, yep, that things are shifting or moving and that there was something that was very clear one day and it changes the next. Um, I think that is very common right now. And I feel like it's part of our acceleration. It's part of our um, quantum consciousness also that's happening um, where people are done with karma or certain energies and then they get to graduate and move forward. Um, But I think that's pretty fascinating right now with these timeline changes and the the new trajectories of energy. I also feel like that um, the way that we've been processing our records and processing period is over. The time for processing is gone. It's like we don't have time to keep reliving those stories over and over again about persecution, about abuse, about, yes. you know what I'm saying. It's yes. like you got like five seconds to get over it, one, two, three, four, five, because <laughs> now you're too late. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I think we're kind of exhausted from those stories and from those energies. It's like, yes, move, I'm ready to move forward into this next, you know, energy and potentials um, because we need it and the planet needs it right now. And that is really, really important. Um, I wanted to ask you, too, if what you're noticing about bloodlines, is there anything, you know, that you've been noticing with Uranus and Taurus or the eclipses or anything about bloodline changes or any shakeups that are happening there? Well, uh, since 2012, it it was almost, you know, when we were looking at the Mayan calendar, we we were trying to wonder what was really going to happen on the planet. So a lot of people had a lot of doomsday stories about it, and none of those things happened, of course. But what I noticed was the starseed bloodline experiments were lit up big time and that people started migrating and moving on the planet and waking up, and people were quitting jobs and divorces and having children. I mean, just it was just a uh, kind of a mad r- rush to evolution. <laughs> That's kind right. of the way I look at it. It was like somebody had all the chess pe- pieces on the board, they threw them off, and they started stacking them back on in a different way. And And once I started tracking that, I said, wow, this is going to be a secret for a period of time because I could tell that that the rest of the world really wasn't looking at us star seeds. We were under the radar and we were doing what we needed to do for seven years because after seven years, I think we're allowed now to rise up and present ourselves in a different way. And I feel like persecution records somehow have been erased or done something with because some of the people that, that were so afraid to step out and speak their truth now, that's not even a consideration. They're going, you know what, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go yeah. do it anyway. And that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people that before were putting their little toe in the water and going, ooh, I don't think I want to do that. Well, now they want to do it. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot more starseeds who are prominent or discussing the various themes and, and starseed messages than ever before Um, there's a lot more certainly on social media and it's activating more people to understand what it's about understand the concepts Um, and so you're right people are like i'm just gonna go for it it's it's kind of become the thing that they know they have to do um, 
that almost like they can only go so far without understanding more of their their cosmic energies. Right, right. So do you have anything new? Do you have a new book coming out or do you have a new webinar that we need to know about? What are you doing that, that uh, our listeners could join in and, and join you with? Well, I I do my podcast uh, twice a week on Blog Talk Radio, and it's also on YouTube. Um, so that's really about the the current energies and, and what's happening, and I do some channeling there and intuitive messages with the astrology. And then I do have a few new webinars, um, one that's called the 2020 Soul Growth Astrology that talks about the big, rare astrology of 2020, of the whole year. Um, and it's three webinars, and it helps with understanding what's going on in your chart. It uh, talks about the personal planets, then the outer planets, and then the six eclipses. So I had a big research project here um, bringing all this together because I feel like this is a way to help people be empowered for what the next decade is bringing and how it's working with you personally. Um, so that is a webinar, and it's, it's on my website, um, online. And if you enter the coupon code POWERFUL, you can get it uh, for $22, um, all three webinars. And that's just to help more people Understand what's going on for them as we move into a very big decade. So that's been really fun um, to help people with their astrology and to learn more about their transits. Because as you know, that's key. It's so important right now. Oh, it's so important to, to keep up with your transits so that you'll, uh, it gives you uh, an idea of what's, what you're stepping into. You know, I don't like to step into the unknown too much anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I kind of know what's coming so uh, I'm looking at the time, and I'd like to pass you over to my uh, co-host, Ariel, but I understand you're not going to take questions. But I think Ariel would like to, to to speak and talk to you a little bit before sure. the show ends. So it's yeah. been my pleasure, Molly, talking with you. And I hope my that, pleasure. that we can work together in the future doing our starseed work. So anytime I you want to come on our show, you're always welcome. Thank you so much, Lavendar. It's truly an honor to connect with you and to talk with you, and thank you for everything you shared. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, and back to you, Ariel. Okay. Wow. This I just you know we love talking about astrology, and um, I would like to um, expand a little bit on the on the point that Lavendar just made, and you as well about the importance of transits. I mean, we've been preaching that since. <laughs> Since we came online ten years ago, yeah. and yeah. and still, um, you know, when I when I do sessions, um, I was like, okay, do you follow your transits? And then there's silence, and it's like, okay, you don't. <laughs> and right. It is it, it is such a powerful advantage to know. And I've I've said this a bunch of times, and I'll I'll say it one one more time. You wouldn't think about um, going out on your boat without checking the weather. Right. You just wouldn't dream of it. But yet exactly. you'll go through your life and never check to see what the astrological weather is presenting you. And then right. things get misinterpreted. And it's like, wow, right. everybody is everybody wants to fight with me today. Well, it's just a Mars transit. There's you know, you know, you don't read any much more into that. And when you know it's a Mars transit, then um you're more prepared to to deal with that. But I did yep. want to um, ask about um, the, you know, the Pluto-Saturn Pluto conjunction. 
and we've been talking about you know global effects of this but um would you be willing to just like give one or two sentences to people um if if they know that this Saturn Pluto conjunction will happen in their first house or their second house and just kind of go around the wheel um so that people can go look it up and that might give them um, some inspiration to do that because if if you have your natal chart that's great if you don't there are many places online where you can run a chart um, we have been recommending the time passages little app that you can have on your phone um, yeah. and you can put your put your data in there but um, so I mean for example if someone if they're if um, a Capricorn was their first house and therefore, Pluto and Saturn would that conjunction would happen in their first house. How would that um, impact them on a personal level? Yes. So everything with Pluto is about something permanently changing. Um, that's the destruction energy, and Pluto is also associated with like the Phoenix rising, knowing that there's something new that will come through. And then Saturn being about the, the structures in your life and what you've built, what you've put time into. So these energies together are about a re, deep changing of our, our life direction, our purpose, um, what, we, what we find is worthy of our time. Um, and so in the first house, the first house is about your personal identity and your physical appearance, your body image, uh, your personal style. The first house is new beginnings. It's the first house in the chart, so it begins a whole new cycle of energies. So there could be some new priorities um, that you're identifying in that first house of self-identity. It could also be a physical body changes, and you'd want to be very careful with your body. Uh, Capricorn energies relate to the spine, the joints, bones, um, your um, your ability to stand strong in yourself, it's teeth, uh, your posture. So anything in your physical body um, relates to Capricorn. So the first house would be um, what you identify with that is part of your, your sense of self. And then your second house, if this is happening for you in your second house, it's your personal values. It's your relationship with money what you own, what you need for security and safety, um, what you put money towards, uh, your personal finances, and also your personal savings. So it's a financial house is the second house. Uh, the third house is about what you think, uh, what you communicate, and, what, and it's like your local environment. And so it's your communication style, your learning uh, how you take in information and, and how you share it through speaking, teaching, writing. Uh, the third house is also about short-distance travel, uh, short-distance transportation and cars, uh, also your peers, your siblings, and your neighbors. So something about your daily life would be changing. If, it's, if this conjunction is in the fourth house, it, it's how you feel at home in the world. The fourth house is your foundation. It's actually your life foundation. It's about your roots, your family, where you come from. Uh, it's your comfort zone. It's also where you go at the end of the day, uh, your private space. The fourth house relates to your emotional world, your emotional needs, and, and how you feel safe um, in the world. 
So it's about looking at nurturing yourself, and this conjunction in the fourth house could be about establishing a new foundation in in your life and in your inner world. Uh, The fifth house is what you create, uh, what gives you pleasure. It's where you take a risk on your self-expression, the courage to be yourself, um, to trust who you are. The fifth house relates to uh, your ability to be known and to be seen. Um, It's about dating and relating, all matters of the heart. Um, and and taking a risk. Uh, It's about play. So there could also be a restructuring here in your life um, in the fifth house about what you you offer, um, how you bring your energy to be seen and noticed by others, and how you're being supported to take a risk on yourself. Uh, The sixth house is about your daily responsibilities including your work, how you're of service, your physical health, your physical body. Uh, It does relate to domestic pets, for example, and how you have to feed the dog every day. Um, So the sixth house is about your physical body um, and how you manage your regular responsibilities. So there could be something shifting for you uh, with with healing or with your physical self um, that's being restructured. And it's perhaps helping you also look at what you're ready to develop next. The sixth house is also about training programs and skill development and apprenticeships. So um, it's how your work is bigger than you and and how you want to be of service in the world. Uh, The seventh house is about relationships, cooperation, giving, and receiving. Um, It involves how you share your energy with other people. And so if this energy is in your seventh house, um, that is going to change how relationships function for you. There could be something that you need to stand stronger in, in your own power. You could have some realizations about relationship patterns. Um, there's a balancing energies here. And um, how, how you interact with people um, will be strong. When the energy is in the seventh house, you could also experience the energy from other people. Um, You could experience it from them. With this conjunction in your eighth house, if the Pluto-Saturn and Capricorn conjunction is in your eighth house, that's what you share with other people, where your energies have merged. And this can be through resources. This can be through emotions, sexuality, opinions, thoughts, Uh, The eighth house is very deep. Um, It's where you can go into more aspects of yourself that are operating behind the show. Um, It does involve things like psychology and and counseling and a deep transformative process. So there's a lot of deep healing that can come with the eighth house, but it typically involves facing a fear or facing a part of yourself that you didn't notice before. Uh, The energy of the ninth house is what is greater than you out in the world, uh, a guiding force. Uh, This is where the energies of your belief systems reside. The ninth house is about long-distance travel, uh, internationalism, global issues, the search for meaning and understanding. Um, It's about how you see the world and your place in the world, whether that's philosophy, religion, etc., 
So the conjunction in the ninth house could be a deep restructuring of your sense of what is happening in the world and your belief about the world. Um, it can also be where you're learning more and up for searching for new truth. Uh, the tenth house is where you connect to a higher purpose by putting yourself out into the world. And that's why we associate it with the career, profession, public role, how others perceive you. It's your public standing. And so this conjunction in the 10th house can bring up more about how your worldview is shifting and changing, your career is changing, what you want to offer and put out into the world is shifting. Um, This also relates to long-term achievements and anything that you want to obtain, uh, such as professional goals. 11th house. If the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn is in the 11th house, uh, this is the area of where you make a difference in the world, how you relate to the collective. Um, Typically, we associate the 11th house with your future, your dreams, your life vision. And there could be some big changes happening for you and where you want to go next in how you visualize your future. Um, There's a sense of opening up to the bigger picture. This can happen through activism, um, through being a part of an organization or something bigger than you. And it's also, there can be a responsibility to the world at a larger scale in the 11th house, um, which involves group activities, friendships, um, the people in the world that you know. And then finally, the 12th house. Is a, is a house of completion and release. It's where karma can show up that's been unresolved, um, but it's also where you have some big endings at a soul level. And so the 12th house is a place of reflection, of undoing the ego. Um, what you thought was you is no longer you. You're meant to release a part of yourself. Uh, you can get into more of your private inner world, uh, subconscious motivations. Um, There's a review process with the 12th house, and there is a big letting go. And so this could be a karmic, again, a karmic letting go, but also a sense of um, feeling like a bigger force is guiding you and that you don't have um, the ability to steer the ship, so to speak. Uh, The 12th house is where there's a lot of spiritual work that can come through. So um, this is a big energy for everybody. And if you know where this Saturn-Pluto in Capricorn conjunction is showing up for you, you're going to know what part of your life is changing permanently and deeply. And please note that this conjunction is happening at 22 and 23 degrees of Capricorn. Okay. There you go. Yeah, well... The 22 degrees is is the mastership marking, right? Yeah, well, that's that's really cool. And um, would you um, agree with the, the this statement that with these really powerful energies, that they would only be changing things that needed to change? You know, if, I, if things are are really, really working well, um, would Pluto and, and Saturn just leave them alone? I think that 
Pluto requires evolution at a deeper level of our being and that it is the intention to step into our power. So you can step into a more powerful role with these changes. It doesn't mean that there will, you know, be destruction for everybody, but there's something about the responsible use of power that I think is the basis of this energy um, and, and the integrity and, and the self-respect and the honoring who you are. So if you're already in alignment with that, if you're already on that trajectory, then these are energies that can help you with the clarity to keep moving forward. But I think that if people are out of alignment with what they're really here to do in the world and even their, their sense of responsibility, I think that they will experience these energies um, as, as a deep change. Um, in themselves and in what they're moving towards next. Right. Well, I just I just I wanted to clarify because well well, um, you know Pluto is a a destroyer, um, and as but it's a transformer. It's not just come yeah. in and you know kill everything and then walk away. Um, but sometimes you just have to tear the building down because it's no longer uh, benefiting you. So right. you, you tear it down, and then you build something better in its place. And that's why, I mean, Saturn and Pluto together, that's, I mean, that's all about renovation and building something bigger, better, stronger. And, and I, I like that, that phrase that you use about the, the proper use of power, the yeah. responsible use of power. Um, yeah. Because, you know, this world is full of people that, that have power, and they don't use it um, responsibly. And, and there's going to be, um, you know, a bill that comes due <laughs> right. if you keep that up long enough. Sooner or later, there's going to have to be, um, uh, what is the word, you know, balance. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the true balance yeah, and that's, power. yeah, yeah. So that was really good, Molly. You just went right oh, around good. the wheel. And, and I wanted, I just, I, I mean, um, because understanding, you know, global things um, is I- extremely important in, in seeing the big world view. But most people, it's like, okay, but what does that mean for me personally? So I really right. appreciate you taking the time to just go around there because this is, you know, it, it's, it's going to be um, many, many years before it comes yeah. back around. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so we've got to take advantage on, of that. Right. And it's pivotal on the world stage it's personal, at a personal level. And I feel like people have a hint or an understanding already at just the energy of it for them, of, of what they've been reviewing this year, what they've been understanding about their self and what they really want. So I feel like there are some some clues, so to speak, um, that people have been sensing and feeling. And then um, in the next year, we really say, okay, this is what I'm going to do with it, and this is how I'm going to move forward. Right. And it's, it is, I mean, it's a time of reevaluation and, you know, kind of taking inventory. And it's like, okay, I don't need that anymore. I don't need that anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. So we get rid of that so there's room for the stuff that you do need. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that's needed on the planet too. Um, that's part oh, of it exactly, too. Yeah. And that you know what um, Lavendar was saying about how um, there's been this this deep understanding of where star seeds are needed, and that it's 
time. You know, this is really where it's time. Um, the rubber hits the road, so to speak. Um, so it's, it's quite exciting, too, because I think that even for people who have had businesses for a while and they couldn't uh, maybe gain traction or get enough clients or didn't know what to do, I think there's just going to be this opening to more people who genuinely want new new healing practices or new information or, or new things they can do in their lives. I, I feel like that's what's happening for a lot of of um, people who maybe were turned off by some of our 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 energy practices, for example. It's like people are going to say, no, I really want to learn more about this. I want to understand how this works. So I think it's quite exciting um, to be on the front edge, so to speak. Right. And, you know, it's it's kind of comforting to know that, you know, the big heavy hitters in in our solar system you know, Saturn, Pluto, Uranus, I mean, the outer planets, they, they are the heavy hitters um, yeah. and on, a, on a global scale. And there's, I mean, there's so much in this world that really does need to get torn down and yeah. build up something better in its place. And, you know, we've all been doing um, our little part of that to, to um, you know, bring more enlightened businesses from the heart, with transparency, um, honesty, truth, all of those, uh, you know, Aquarian things. And, um, and so this opening is happening. So if you've already kind of got a little, you know, crack of light coming through the door, I think it's going to yeah. get flung open. And, and the people who are um, more progressive and more maybe metaphysical or leading edge of the new um, earth that this is going to really help them. Yeah. And the, and the people, then yes. the people who are the destroyers and the takers and the, and the, um, uh, you know, the attackers, <laughs> whatever right. bunch of words you could use. Um, it's going to probably be hardest on them. Yeah. Yeah. Because and that's there where is, there... go ahead. Well, it's like I said, the bill's coming due. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. And I think this is where it's also going to pay off and even make sense to those of us who have been doing this work for a long time about why we had to do it on our own or get stronger with some things or figure out, you know, what you wanted to do or what you need to follow because there's going to be more people knocking on the door who are ready, and it's going to show you that, okay, it was really good to be ahead of the pack, so to speak. It was good to be outside of the masses and, and to get some things figured out because then you're really setting yourself up for the abundance and the satisfaction and the fact that um, the work you've been maybe, you know, you've kept going through the hard passages. It's like now it finally pays off, and I I think that's, why it's exciting is because we're building up the new platforms and the new energies on the earth um, that are desperately needed. Yeah, and I, I mean, star seeds are all over the planet by the yes. millions and millions, and each one is on their own timeline. But there's a there's a, a, a unison of of a sort um, where they have been you know, kind of sticking their toe in the water. And, and like you said, you know, people that have been up and running for a while, um, you know, getting the, the the mechanics of, you know, websites and 
webinars and you know videos and things like that, getting the mechanics down. As, as you were talking, I, I, I flashed on this um, classic episode of I Love Lucy, and Lucy and Ethel are in front of a conveyor belt. And yes. it's like, okay, yes. you know, for the past for the past few years, the conveyor belt's been going kind of slow, and the people that have been kind of dabbling their toe in the water, it's like you get a chance to figure things out. And then, you know, in 2020, it's gonna, they're going to turn the speed up. So it's, yes. it's really, um, you know, going to be great for people who are already up and running, but it also might make it easier for people to, um, uh, to begin when there's yeah. already so much momentum from other um, star seeds, metaphysical workers, light workers, they've already kind of paved the road. So even if you haven't launched yet because right. of all the work that's, that's already been done, it'll be easier to get going, even though the conveyor belt's going really fast. Right. So, yeah. I love that um, image. That's such a classic such a classic image. Um, yeah. But it's, it's right. It's like get ready for what's coming because – there will be a lot more, and it's looking at how you can work with that, how you can um, do your work and, and not be overworked, which which can be a big part of it too. Um, so I feel like there is an opportunity here to get stabilized and, and to look at what does work for you um, so that you can keep helping people and also um, – you know, enjoy your life at the same time with, without feeling like you have to always be of service because that's how we get, you know, run out or run down is that we do too much. Right, yeah. You, you've got you've to keep the balance. And, you know, even when the conveyor belt is speeding by and it's like, okay, my shift is up, it's time to shift into another gear and, yeah. and have the balance point because um, – yeah, I mean, I'm I'm speaking from my own personal experience that you can you can go 15 hours a day, but you can't keep it up. Right, right. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we're definitely meant to be supported in a healthy way um, as we do our work in the world and be of service to more people. It's it's meant to be something um, that energizes you and supports you, doesn't drain you. And so I think that's part of what is getting figured out right now, too, is what that formula is. Yeah, well, you know, um, we've we've started to restructure our business to keep up. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we've been online for 10 years now and yeah. uh, the radio show for nine years. And by now, I mean, I mean, we're we just we just added another astrologer. And, um, and then, as I said, at the beginning of the show, we're going to go to an every other Tuesday format starting in January. Um, just so that we have more time to focus on our clients, because right. it's just—I mean—it's—it's it's a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> and for ten yeah. years, it's—it's—it's it's pretty much you know. I mean, for, for doing the astrology charts, it's just been Lavender and I, and uh, it's gotten too big. <laughs> and it's a Great. wonderful thing. That's so I'm exciting. So grateful. Yeah, astrology I mean, is just blooming and blossoming, and it's in the—it's more in the mainstream than it's ever been. So. It's it's pretty cool to see how it's growing and how, um, you know, it's like you study astrology for years, you do this work for decades, and then all of a sudden, you know, people really, really want to learn more and understand their own energy and their own chart. So it's, it's an exciting time. Oh, it is. And, you know, I, I mean, I always ask people, um, 
before I before I do a reading for them, how they found out about us, and more and more, um, it's like well. I was just wondering if there's some way that you can track your your um, extraterrestrial roots with astrology. And so they go online and they do the research and they come up with with our website for one. And, and it's kind of been a theme. I mean, for a while there, Lavendar was asking people that, and it's like I had a dream and the word starseed came into my head. Never heard that before. So they go and, and you know do an internet search, and mm-hmm. boom, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it, it mm-hmm. really has it really has it's it's so um, encouraging to see how many people are waking up and yes. and answering the call. Yes, it is a Absolutely. beautiful thing to witness. It is, yeah. and it's it's pretty cool um, to see the the blossoming that happens within each person as they understand more about their energy and their gifts and their chart. Um, and then where they can go next with it and the options that are available now that weren't even options, you know, 10 years ago, um, it's a really, really great thing um, that more and more people are stepping into this and wanting to go deeper into understanding themselves. So, and, and kudos to you guys for everything that you've been doing for all these years to support Starseeds. I'm sure you've had listeners who have been here since day one um, who have really needed this information and these messages on their path because you haven't been able to find it anywhere else. So um, just a a shout-out of appreciation to everything you guys have been doing through the years. Yeah, and and you as well. I mean, you've put out a massive amount of work, resources, information, you know, videos, um, supporting people and now helping with with business training to help you know the starseed community um, get out there and and do the thing that they're passionate about. Um, yeah, that's well, just that is a it. wonderful and it's so needed. I can't tell. I mean, yeah. there's probably not even a client that that we've had that didn't want to do something um, other than what they were doing. And they wanted it right. to be of service and, and spiritual. So, right. um, and what you're offering is is unique. Um, I don't know too many um, astrologers who are training people for um, business and using that as a tool. That's just wonderful. And I would like to yeah. um, re- recap your websites. And is is the first one? Is it conscious, cool, chick, or chic? So I thought of it as chic, but many people have said chick. So I guess that was my bad name choice when I, when I got the name. I mean, I've had that website since 2011. Um, so it's just been around for a while. So, yeah, ConsciousCoolChic.com uh, is what I've always said. But, hey, as long as people spell it right, they get there <laughs> to the right, right. URL. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then your, your business training website is online. Yep. And I strongly encourage all of our listeners to check out Molly's work. If you haven't heard of her before, she's got quite the Internet presence. And, um, you know, you've got a YouTube channel as well where they can find your podcasts. And I've listened to several of them. And you really have a talent for taking esoteric knowledge and making it understandable and oh, you know using you. using analogies and you know you listen once you know to something you're saying and you've got it you don't have to walk oh. away it's like what was she talking about you know cuz you know yeah 
So, so good right. job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's so nice coming from you especially. I really appreciate that, Ariel. I'm, I'm glad it's helping, and it's helping people learn astrology yeah. too. Well, you know, it's, a lot of people are resistant to it. And it's like yeah. it's not really, um, it's not like you have to go learn to speak Chinese. Right. Um, now, to me, that's incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, how many years would that take? But, you know, you can learn the basics of astrology. Right. And really, you know, you don't have to be professional at it. You just have to understand that, you know, when, when like when Mars is aspecting something in your chart, you'll have a lot yeah. of energy, but it's like a hot potato. You know, you, you, right. you might you know, might get away from you and, and uh, you know, and you start yelling at people. So, but right, knowing. Right, right. Yeah. It comes out quickly with Mars. Yeah. And, yeah. And maybe yeah. loudly. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you can, I mean, you can learn the basics really easily. And mm-hmm. and just to follow your transits. Um, as a matter of fact, do you, you use Solar Fire, don't you, for your stra- your I program? Do. I do. Um, um, well, you know, we just... Um, Rebecca, I think you you met her in Arkansas, um, is now right. part of Starseed Hotline, and right. um, and I was you know training her on the uh, the Starseed aspects, and and she has solar. She went out and got solar fire, and she is so um, efficient and techy. She went through every single menu, every single thing, item, oh just to see what it would do. And she wow. found, and we didn't know this. We've been using Solar Fire for more than ten years, and I had no clue that it would run a calendar with your daily transits and the time that they happen. Amazing! I had no idea. Yeah, I haven't you, gone that deep into it either. No, I didn't know that. That's yeah, fantastic. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that's going to be another service that we're going to be offering, and um, and that's. <laughs> Just like so cool. If you look at the um, on your solar fire, look under the dynamic um, tab, and then go uh-huh. down to calendar, and okay. and you'll see what I'm talking about. And it okay. is just like so cool. It is yeah. So cool. Wow. So, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be um, offering that. Um, if I get some time to work on the website, because I'm I I do the website and and the readings and. Uh, just a lot of balls lot. in the air at one time. You do a lot. But yeah, yeah. we're going yeah. to. I'm going to try to um, update the website because it's. I mean, it was perfect ten years ago, and and it still has the same information. But there's some things that I want to, you know, revamp a little bit. But hopefully, over the Christmas holidays, I'll have more time to to play with that. Yeah, that'd be so, great, Molly. It has important. just been wonderful having you with us. Um, you're always like a breath of fresh air, and and we just love having you with us. So anytime you've got anything that you want to um, introduce or talk about um, or just come by and visit, we'd love to talk to you anytime. Thank you so much, Arielle. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening and your energy and your attention as well as your presence for being here. Um, it's just it's a great time to be a star seed and to be a part of this big galactic family and all these energies so i'm an it's honor to connect with you and i had a great time at quest as well a while ago so thank you for everything you guys do to uh pull off those trips and and bring star seeds together it's it's a beautiful thing to watch a lot of work yes. but it's a beautiful thing to watch when it happens yes 
Yes, so big absolutely. hugs to you, sweetie. And um, you. have a wonderful Thanksgiving and, and great holidays with lots of blessings and miracles. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you so much, Ariel. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. And that is it for us this week. And we will be back next week and um, with another great guest. And remember, take some time. Actually go make a list of all the things you have to be grateful for. And don't leave anything out. And think about that for your Thanksgiving. And we're grateful for you. So until next week, everyone, take care. been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com.